This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. The goal of this podcast since day one is to provide the best information on the Vancouver real estate market at no cost to you, the listeners. To that end, we'd like to thank the following sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Burquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sone House offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at markon.ca or follow them at Instagram at markonhomes. Markon, building for life. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And I'm your host, Matt Scalina. And Matt, I am fired up for today because there is no guest. However, we are just really putting out some great advice today. Oh, man. The content has really exceeded my expectations here. (laughs) The content is something to write home about, I would say. This is a great episode. Well, I'd like to think it's a great episode. And basically what we're doing here is last weekend, as some of you may know, we presented at the Vancouver Real Estate Investment Summit. Okay. And this was a 15 minute presentation. And basically what we did was we finished the presentation. We felt pretty good about ourselves. Yeah. And uh, we took the talking points and just talked talked through them. Yeah. And took a 15-minute presentation and turned it into 45. Yeah, but this is the, we elaborate a little bit, yeah. right? We were no, very- the best, the best way. In the, in the best possible way. This isn't just, just rambling No, it's on. not filler. No, it's, there's it's no far, filler. there's zero filler from here. This is the, uh, the straight dope, some would say, yeah. on uh, the two best investments right now in the city of Vancouver, That's in right. our opinion. So stay tuned for that. We also cover how's the market and then the question, the burning question, one of the biggest questions we got this year, Yeah, should I buy a presale? And the answer might surprise you. The answer might surprise you. The presale market, of course, has been going like gangbusters. On fuego. On fuego. Say. Should I buy a presale right now? This is a conversation that basically takes the four top Questions we get asked. Yes. How's the market? What should I buy and where? Big swing, small swing we do. And uh, should I buy a presale right now? So stay tuned for that. It's a great conversation. But before we get to that, Adam. We are sponsored today. Matt, who are we sponsored by this, this week? This week, we are sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our brokerage, the best brokerage in the city. If you are a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody looking to make a change, looking for a new culture, new energy, Oakland Realty is a place you should consider calling home. Head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP2020. That's oakland.com slash VRP2020. Not only will you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, of course, you get a huge incentive just for going to oakland.com slash join and typing in VRP2020. You'll want to do that. And maybe, Adam, without further ado, we should cut to our uh, chat with each other. Yeah, this one is definitely worth sticking around for. For the ages. Maybe we'll say for the ages. Fantastic. Well, I will see you, Matt, after the music. 
Okay, Matt. So we are covering today basically a recap of our presentation this past weekend. We had a lot of people reach out and ask if we had a recorded version of the presentation from IRR Realty's event, the Investor Summit. Yeah. And I think they are sending out a full recap to anyone who registered. Right. But we figured we'd give you the unabridged version of our presentation today, which uh, essentially... I don't think they're, they're doing an abridged version. Are they doing an abridged? I don't think so. What's abridged mean? <laughs> <laughs> no. I meant the, we're doing the, the loose goose version. Right, here. right. Yeah. yeah, let's do the loose, let's do the loose version. And then yeah. let's talk about exactly how we kind of, uh, they they positioned it as a Vancouver real estate podcast. Uh, Favorite. Live. Yeah. Oh, live. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. This is loose. Yeah. But the way we kind of conceptualized the talk was, of course, it, first of all, the audience was investors, real estate investors. Yes. Interested in uh, the real Except estate market. Except from grandma. <laughs> yeah. Uh. And then secondly, we basically thought, okay, well, what are the top questions we're asked day in, day out about Vancouver real estate? Let's And let's quickly highlight these questions. So we've got number one, how's the market? A favorite of every realtor. Yeah. I don't think I've been on a call in the last five years without that coming up. You know, as a realtor, you don't even get to have dinner with friends without that coming up. My wife uh, asked me. Yeah. Almost the- nightly. <laughs> that's, <laughs> your, that's your bedtime chatter. <laughs> how's the market? Number two, what and where should I buy small swings? So this is, as we all know, there's not a lot of small swings in, in Vancouver, but this is kind of a six-figure swing, entry-level swing. Question number three is what and where should I buy big swing? So this is a seven-figure swing for investors that that want to capitalize on, on a more expensive price point. Number four is should I buy a pre-sale right now? We've had lots of conversations over the last few months about the pre-sale market. Some really interesting insight today on that. And uh, yeah, why don't we jump into it, Matt? How is the market? How is the market, Adam? Okay, so this is... A question, of course, like we mentioned, we're asked all the time. So let's just start by talking about inventory. Right. So as we've talked about on the show, summer had the lowest inventory in Vancouver in 30 years. Right. We all basically over the course of July and August with the buyers we were working with, it was like, well, maybe hold off, maybe hold off till after Labor Day. We're all planning on launching a bunch of listings. There's going to be a bunch of listings coming. And it just didn't really materialize, right? So in October, okay, October 2021 versus October 2020, we were almost 36% down right. on inventory. And I don't remember 2020 being that great for inventory either. I but I feel like this inventory thing is just, it's agonizing. It's agonizing right across the board because there's so many people that want to buy. They feel the pressure to want to get into the market. And there's just nothing to buy. It's well, just, and, it's, it, and here's the other thing. It's kind of self-fulfilling, right? Because we have people that are wanting to buy and wanting to move up through the market. And they're just, they're sitting watching what's coming out and they'd list their place. If they, they were, could, if, if they, they started seeing yeah. things that they were confident, hey, that looks like something that I actually want to move to. Right. So it's like everybody's well, kind of- Well, we've even like, got people that want to move to say Victoria- that are looking at the detached market in Victoria where there's no inventory. So then their Vancouver detached house doesn't come on the market. It's a long chain of just supply constraints. Exactly. And and this brings, actually, your point brings me to the other thing I want to mention is, you know, this is uh, BCREA's stat and Brendan Ogmanson is a friend of the show for right. sure. They're saying right now we are 50% below what a healthy market would be across BC. Right. So I think, you know, the point of the inventory, we've talked about it a lot on the show. If you are looking to purchase an investment property right now, it's tough across the board, right? It is a very difficult time to buy full stop, okay, in the residential market. The other thing I want to say about how the market is, is this is, again, what everybody knows, but it's it's worth pointing out because I think it goes to the larger point of where the opportunities lie here. But of course, the last 18 months, we've seen buyer trends change. So buying trends have changed. Who we've seen in the market in the last 18 months is radically different than, than pre-COVID. So it's locals almost entirely. It's people moving through the market. It's people looking for more space, basically privileging more space and green space over the amenity-rich core 
And of course, moving away from density. And who's disappeared? Well, a lot of those people that made the core thrive, right? So immigrants, international students, students, young interprovincial migrants, and in our case, a lot of investors, because we work with a lot of investors in the downtown and surrounding areas. And I really feel like since COVID, there's really been, and it's starting to change now, but there's been a pause in investor activity. So what does this mean for the stats? Yeah. And, and just to highlight, just pause in investor when rent uncertainty was there. That was what was leading to a lot of it. Well, right? rents was, have been way down and the ability to even make sure you're collecting rent has, well, that was has been that uncertain. That was it. It was, it was a lot of people that had several doors that they were concerned about getting paid rent, quite frankly. And you know what? It's one thing, I, I mean, as a mom and pop investor, you start to wonder, you know, during COVID, during something like COVID, you know, it's a stressful time. But how much stress does that add and is it all worth it, right? I mean, I think that was kind the of- yes. What, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. still worth it. And it's still worth it. And I think everybody generally still, still was able to make their payments that we know. So it, it, it all worked out. But I mean, that, that's the, the calculation and then just the uncertainty of the market. But let's talk about what this change in demand did to the stats. So this is just a sampling of a couple, of a couple areas. Residential composite stats. So we're talking- Everything from single family down to townhomes and condos. Abbotsford up in the last year, 32.1%. Mission up 36.5%. Maple Ridge up 29.3%. And contrast that to Vancouver West and, and Vancouver and this East. this is what is so stark. Now, it, when you just think about the residential composite, again, almost 30 to 40% in all these suburban markets. What was Vancouver West? Vancouver West was 7.1%. Okay. And what was Vancouver East? Vancouver East was 11%. So, so these are the residential composites. So let's just pause for a second here. We are in a historically low interest rate environment. And, you know, these numbers are not bad. Vancouver West, 7% on any, on sure. any year in the real estate in terms of strong price appreciation. Year. That's a strong year. 11% East Van. That's a great year. But contrast that to kind of this 2017 kind of run in the valley and in the suburban markets, like there's no comparison. The, the contrast is so stark. And here's the kicker, Adam. Downtown, I think, you know, which is included in Van the Vancouver West stat of 7.1, I actually would, would argue that the closer you get to the core, it's, it's entirely flat. Downtown is bringing the Vancouver West average down. That's right. And, and the same for Vancouver East. And, and the other thing, though, and I mean, just to kind of summarize this, we are seeing a narrowing of the gap between the suburban markets and the core. That's the crux, right? Yeah. Is, is you're seeing, even though Vancouver West and Vancouver East had, had strong years, like we're talking about triple the, the price appreciation in the suburban market. And here's the other point to make before I move on here. This is October 2021 right. to October 2020. This doesn't even take into account the kind of basically the first, first half, six, yeah, the first, first six, six months. months of COVID where it was like, holy, what is going on here? Right. Uh, the market's on fire in the Valley and, and suburban markets. So here's just to highlight how downtown's doing in the surrounding areas. I thought, okay, what's a great investor grade building? And Yale Town Park came to mind, right? This is, this is a, great, a great building downtown. Wall Financial developed it, right? At, you know, there's three buildings. One's on Homer. The other two are on mainland. But really great location, great building, 2007 built. I looked at one of the last sales at 928 Homer, which is, which is Yale Town 1. 23rd floor, one bedroom, sold in October for 658800 okay? This is last month. The same unit traded hands in mid 2017. So in July 2017, it sold for 652,000. Okay. So that's four years ago. The appreciation on 650,000 is six grand. So whoever bought that and sold it actually is underwater, underwater. on that. Yeah. They, they lost money on that. But this is all to highlight that that market is basically entirely flat. We're looking at pricing from four years ago today, which is incredible. Yeah, and you're using one example. You're you're applying the part to the whole, as a logician would say. Um, but here, here's uh, here's 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 what I would say. 
we could find. No, I'm, not we cherry, could find I'm not cherry picking. No, this you literally. You looked at, yeah. I literally. So let me tell you. This is my uh, scientific uh, approach here. I thought what was a good building. I thought Yale Town Park. The first address that came was the Homer Street one. I looked at one of the last sales. I went to the price history and said, oh, this traded hands four years ago. So you know what? And I, we you, can, There are lots of examples Gastown, of that. Gastown, Chinatown. There these, are lots of examples These of are, so we're seeing in, in Gastown and Chinatown, same, same, same. This is Yale Town across the board, surrounding areas, except I would say Fairview and Kitts and potentially Mount Pleasant. Yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. But we're talking about the downtown core. We're talking dense downtown which, by the way, was the market in early to mid-COVID that got hammered. It bounced back almost overnight, mm-hmm. but it got, it got absolutely hammered. And there were some low sales. There were some great deals that happened in the first six months of COVID downtown. Absolutely. So in summary, how's the market? Well, we got no inventory, basically, but it's very uneven. Okay, we've seen 30 to 40% increases out in the suburbs, the exurbs. Downtown is basically flat since the start of COVID and even a couple years prior, which is kind of incredible in the low interest environment, rate environment we're in. So Matt, here's question number two. We're just going to run right into it. What would you buy bunt? Small swing. (laughs) Small swing. Okay. (laughs) Where would I buy and what would I buy small swing or where would we buy and what would we buy? All right, so maybe I should preface this, and you might see where I'm going with uh, the answer to how's the market and moving into what would I buy. As real estate investors and as people who advise clients, investors looking to get into this market, one of the things we're always looking for is gaps in the market. And what we've seen over time is when you see these gaps, whether it's from neighborhood to neighborhood or from property type to property type, we see these big gaps that emerge and then they course correct over time, right? And a lot of expansion and contraction in variety of markets, right? right. And that's it, what you're looking for. You're is, looking for when things seem to be out of whack. Well, it, you know, when say the, the gap between the east side and the west side detach gets too tight or when the spread is too too far. Or when townhomes become too close to single family homes, that type of thing, exactly. right? We're, we're looking for the gaps. Yeah. In, in thinking about the gap, it's almost like when values start to defy logic really is what you're looking for, right? So like if bronze becomes the same price as gold, you start to scratch your head and say, well, wait a second, maybe gold is undervalued right. or overlooked, right? Or if Ethereum becomes the same price as Bitcoin. We don't know anything about this <laughs> stuff, but I tell you one thing, I'm on Solana. <laughs> well, and but going back, we do know a thing or two about real estate and the gaps are pretty clear and I just highlighted them. Now, here's the main argument for what I would buy and where. I'd buy downtown core surrounding areas and I'd buy cheap and cheerful. So we're talking really, I think junior one bed, one bed or studio. And here's the main reason why I would buy that right now. And the case is to be made that rental demand, okay. Rental demand in the core is outpacing buyer demands right now. And what do I mean by that? It's on the urban, which used to be urban analytics, you know, Michael Ferreira and John Benest, uh, friends of the show, friends of the show, been on the show a lot. They just came out with their Q3 2021 rental report for Vancouver. So just a couple of couple points to highlight from that report. One, vacancy has hit the lowest level. And this is, by the way, purpose-built rental, but I think it's applicable. Vacancy has hit the lowest level in two years in the rental market. In Q3 alone, rental rates have increased dramatically, okay? With the leading the charge, Vancouver West is up 50 cents a foot. So we're seeing very low inventory and we're seeing rents increasing quite dramatically. 50 cents a foot is, is dramatic. Junior one beds are outperforming other property types. They're up in the recent turnover 22.7% in terms of the rents that they're getting. This is notable for a few reasons. One is junior one beds are arguably probably performed the worst during COVID, right? right? The fact that the demand for those small spaces without a, the room to work from home in the core are coming back like gangbusters, I think is is a sign. Basically $5 a square foot rent for, on, for junior, on junior one ones. Yeah. yeah, which is incredible. So the fact that they're outperforming, I think is is a sign that we're emerging out of COVID and there's a lot of demand for the core. 
Rentals.ca reports Vancouver's up almost 3% month over month and almost 17% year over year. We are seeing huge demand in the core and rents increasing. And this is borne out anecdotally. Okay. So, so a few points to make. One is Klaus Road, who's a property manager we've worked with uh, for years and who's been on the show, is telling us there's basically no inventory in the one bedroom right. market in Vancouver. Right. It's, it's impossible to find a unit. We just completed on a little junior one bed in East Vancouver, close to the core. And, you know, here's a couple things about it. One, got the keys on the 11th of November. It rented on the 12th. Okay. So the first group of showings that was rented, it rented for $200 more than what the appraised rent was on this unit. Okay. Which is a sign of the times and it's cash flowing. Which is, you know, tough to do in our market. It's tough to do in Vancouver, but with these prices that are are basically flat and rents that are increasing, we're increasingly seeing the ability to cash flow in Vancouver, which is which is ex- is pretty exciting. So, what and where would we buy right now? Small swing, studio, junior one beds, one bed, and I think junior one bed would be would be the the real focus in my mind. Yeah, and if you can get it downtown surrounding areas. I don't think you go wrong in this market. Well, it's it's interesting to look at it from the perspective, just again, to kind of summarize and pull some thoughts together. We've got a few things working for us for why we are seeing some properties that actually cash flow with 20% down in the city of Vancouver right now. One is, again, prices haven't really changed over the course of three or four years in the downtown market. Rents have gone up. Interest rates have gone down. Right. So, I mean, it's like a a perfect storm right now to acquire a junior one or a one bed in the downtown core or immediate surrounding areas for sure. Absolutely. We've covered how the market is. We've covered small swings. I just showed you a bunt. You know, right. depending depending on uh, you nail the five hundred grand. It doesn't feel like a bunt, <laughs> but yeah. uh, but in this market, I guess we're we're talking small swings. Adam, what and where would you buy? Big swing. And just keep in mind at the end of the show when we give our numbers, I'm the big swing specialist. Matt <laughs> is the bunter. Now, what would I buy big swing? Uh, now, it, it, here's the thing. I'm going to make a case here for detached houses in the city of Vancouver, both on, on the west side and the east side. First of all, everyone's saying, well, wait a second. Haven't house prices in Vancouver spiked since COVID? And the short answer is Yes. You know, Vancouver has had a, a very strong 18 months in terms of capital appreciation in the detached market. Um, but let's look at, again, the COVID effect on some of the suburban markets. So first of all, you look at Cloverdale, 37.8%. Abbotsford, 36.5%. Maple Ridge, 32.5%. North Surrey, almost 38%. Mission, 37.6%. I'm going to keep going because there's a few more I should highlight. Yeah. Port Moody, 25.2%. Pitt Meadows, 26.3%. Ladner, almost 30%. Langley, 33.6%. So generally speaking, just highlighting some of the so, suburban so, markets. And the single family home market has outperformed those residential composite oh, for uh, sure. market. I, for I was, sure. So we're talking and just I haven't crazy even touched numbers. on Chilliwack. I'm going to leave that one for the, for the people <laughs> to sign up to our stats package. If you want to learn what Chilliwack has done, good Lord. So check this out. Every market that I just highlighted there has done between generally 27%, call it 26, 27% and almost 40%. Now, what has the city of Vancouver done? What has the single family detached market in Vancouver done between 2020 and 2021? Combined, west side, east side, they were very close to begin with anyways. 13.9%. Again, we have a narrowing of a gap here that we want to highlight. The suburban markets have gone absolutely crazy with people leaving the downtown core or leaving the immediate surrounding areas, leaving the city of Vancouver and going to more affordable markets for more space. And here's what's happened. Vancouver has done okay, but nowhere near the price appreciation. Right. So we're seeing a gap emerge in in the single family market for sure. A narrowing of the gap. A narrowing of the gap. What do you like about Vancouver still? Okay. So it's like some people might think, hey, I'm not trying to be Vancouver centric. I'm just, there's a couple of things I will say about Vancouver. It's still a destination city. It's a very amenity rich city. 
And Vancouver, being so close to the downtown, is going through our version of the Manhattanization process. So we're not going to be as dense as Manhattan, obviously, that's not the point. But it is the death of the single-family detached house. Nathan Lowster, past of, guest fan favorite, wrote the book. Yeah, wrote the book. And and also, um, you know, like in thinking about this process, we are seeing right now affordability is a huge issue in Vancouver. The mayoral candidates are running on platforms of density. Best use is increasing with the remaining, call it 30 what to 40,000 detached houses. What was Kennedy Stewart's? I don't even want to talk about Kennedy's plan. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. I will talk about Ken Sims' plan. Call me after the show. <laughs> Here, here's our ver- version of the Manhattanization process is the death of the remaining thirty to 40,000 detached houses being replaced with townhouses, half duplexes, multifamily. So if you own, essentially we have supply diminishing, we have best use increasing, we have demand still there. And I tell you this, if you own a single family detached house In the city of Vancouver, you're going to end up with one of two things. The potential to redevelop or develop or sell to a developer, or you'll be left holding a single-family detached house, which is going to continue to be a super rare commodity. And increasingly rare. Increasingly rare. So so let's just, can we spell that out a little bit even clearer here? We're talking two reasons why you want to own in the city of Vancouver. One is... 30 to 40,000 houses and every year there's just fewer. And I want to quantify that number because there was, this was from 2017, there was a report and it was around 40, 47,000. And in the, in, I think it was about four years to take down about 7,000 houses. And that was, I would argue at a time when we weren't developing at the same clip as today. So I've kind of put it in that okay, so we're, 30 to 40,000 detached it, houses. Yeah. 30 to 40,000 rough estimate. But the key point is, Month over month, there's fewer single-family homes in the city of Vancouver. Drive, and around, drive around the city of Vancouver right now, block by block, and look for houses that are being dropped or being rebuilt. Very few of those are not going to be optimizing uh, best use. Okay, so fewer single-family homes. We're never going to see another development of single-family homes in the city of Vancouver. Well, this this was just impossible. Dustin Widow said on the show last, I think it was last week or the week before, where do you see a new detached housing development happening within within the city of Vancouver? And I want to be clear, I'm not talking about Metro Vancouver. I'm talking about the municipality of Vancouver. Right. Okay. So increasingly rare commodity and best use. Can we just talk a little bit more to highlight exactly what you mean there? Okay. So RS1 zoning changed to basically RT to duplex zoning. You can or you can build duplexes on RS1, so single family lots now. We've seen a lot of the arterials now are upzoned. Well, look at Nanaimo. Yeah. Nanaimo is between Hastings and First. Land is, assemblies is basically on almost all, those all houses the main, are gone. All, all, all the main arterials now are you're seeing our land assemblies happening. This is not going to change. And I think what's going to happen is there will be continued platforms coming out where we start to see, you know, the potential of we've heard talks of of six packs, like six packs on on single family detached. Is that what zoning. they're calling them? Sorry, sorry. That was just sorry. I thought you asked me what was in my bag. Um, the, 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 yeah, I think they're calling them six packs, six units, six on units a, on a on single, single lot. family lot. So, There's so talk you, about that. There's we just don't know where it's going. But the point is, is what you're able to do with these lots is going to increase. And when when what you can do with the lot increases, the, the price of those lots go up. That's well, the bottom line. Yeah. So, you know, like as we've seen countless examples of, you know, there's a lot of activity in the townhome market. There's a lot of activity in the half duplex market. And for new product in the half duplex, when you see the prices, you'll start to say, well, wait a second. These, you know, our land value is still very reasonable considering what you can build. Okay. So we've got how the market is. We've got small swing bunts. We've got huge home runs. I don't. I don't know if it's a, a, a here. What, I I think it is a home run. But I I will say that it's. it's oh wait, a, I didn't mean as an investment. I no, just, just meant you in terms swing of how, like it's a home. how hard you swung. Yeah, how hard? How hard? <laughs> this you is not investment swing. advice. No, and and here's the thing. And it, it, Dustin Woodhouse is. I, I love this, but he said this last. I think last show he was on again just to to bring it up, but. A yo-yo on an escalator. It's a, it's a great uh, It's a great way metaphor. to describe the detached market because we've seen moments of weakness in the detached market throughout the lower mainland. 
But generally speaking, over time, if you ask somebody, you know, will detached houses in the city of Vancouver be more or less expensive in 20 years? What are you, what's your guess? Yeah. You at home, the listener. We'll give you a second to ponder that. Yeah. And now we'll move to question four, the last question that we get basically day in, day out right now. So we're talking November, 2021 right now. Would you buy a presale? You know what? I, I never want to say never because I think there's always great presale opportunities. And I mean, even, you know, myself, I was looking at Chard had an interesting project that I got kind of stuck on last night in Victoria and they're, they're doing some interesting things with their marketing. And, and I like Chard a lot. So I, you know, and I like Victoria a lot. So I, you know, I basically, I I picked, I picked a floor plan last night and then I, and then I didn't do anything and woke up this morning and here I am. But I think there's always, you know, reasons to buy presale. So let's talk about reasons. I think that part of the reason that the presale market is so busy right now, first of all, there's a lot of people feeling like they have a lot of cash right now and they're looking at opportunities to invest. And maybe they feel like they've got a pretty large stock portfolio, or maybe they feel like inflation is going to be benefit hard assets and they want to be in the real estate market. But the point is, is that a lot of these people want an easy way to invest in the market. So pre-sales can often uh, give you that as an option. It can be easy. There can be a long time horizon. Investors love long time horizons. Well, and can I just, before you go on, it can be easy there's two things that have happened since the start of COVID. One is project marketers have made it even more easy than it used to be, as in you can literally potentially buy, without going into a display center, you can buy a home online, you know, with a couple clicks. Talk to Cameron McNeil and uh, Ryan Lalonde at MLA. Exactly. That's the whole, they're, they're pivoting hard to make it, you, you don't even have to leave your couch. So, so, so that coupled with brutally low inventory in the resale market right. makes pre-sale so obvious in terms of exactly and and if you but I, I also think we're seeing people that don't necessarily invest in real estate coming into real estate and these are people that are used to managing their portfolio from their laptop right so it makes a lot of sense you know there's a favorable deposit structure off often in in pre-sale depending on the project or the region You've got anywhere from about 5 to 25% as a deposit structure. You can still capitalize on the leverage, which is why we all love real estate in the first place. You know, many projects offer the potential to reassign your contract for profit. We've seen people have some very successful exits out of various projects before right. the project's even built, right? Selling the piece of paper for a huge lift. And of course, you know, the other reason why investors like new construction is it's a brand new building with a 2510 home warranty. You're not going to have to worry about any potential levies likely in the first, you know, at least decade of this building and and probably much longer unless it's it's something to do with with the building being poorly managed. But system-wise, you know, it's a it's a pretty safe bet. Reasonable expectations for sure. Right, right. And I I know now it, it's sounding like I'm encouraging people to- I was going to say, what uh, do I sign up? Yeah, it sounds like I'm encouraging people to to buy a presale, but Here's the reality. When the presale market gets really busy, right now, this, the lack of skilled labor, the added expenses of not only building codes, but timelines and getting materials. In addition to that, how expensive land is, development sites are today. Here's a couple advantages of buying properties already built. Number one, today's interest rate is the deal. That's an interesting concept. What do you mean by that? What I mean by that is get, you know, we've got record low interest rates. You know, if you've got a rate hold right now, it's it's probably one of the most competitive rates that you're going to have maybe in your life. Who knows? Right. And here's the thing. So say you're looking at a to put a finer point on it, you're looking at a building that might complete in 2024, 2025 and yeah, you're we buying We don't know pre-sale. what interest rates are doing then. So so we don't know what interest rates are doing then, but basically And that's when you're getting the mortgage, by the way. Exactly. That's when you're getting the mortgage, but you're basically betting on price appreciation. Sure. Right? That that's the whole pre-sale game from an investment stand standpoint, right? Yeah. You're you're betting on that price appreciation. If you lock in with these low interest rates today, you can start building equity and cash flow and it doesn't actually matter what prices do necessarily in the next two, three, four years to say, to look at the investment and go, this was a great investment or a terrible investment. You know 
right. you're investing in and how much equity you're building every month, month over month, just by having a renter in there. And depending on what you've bought, I mean, I, I love looking at the, um, at the mortgage paydown calculators because the reality is, is by the t- if you bought something in the resale market today, and I haven't even got to the savings point, let's save that yeah, for the last, but, but if you buy something today and get it working at today's interest rates, by the time that other pre-sale building completes, look at how much you've paid down from someone from someone paying your rent. Right. Like that is the thing, right? Build equity today. Three, as Matt alluded to, we've got predictable rents. We've got fantastic rents right now. You know, there's a chance that rents are going to go up, but they're strong right now. People are coming back, back downtown. It's it's a razor thin margins, low vacancy rates. I love certainty. Exactly. See what you're buying. You have the ability to walk through, see the unit, see the view, no surprises. Number five, the ability to negotiate. We all know developers have deep pockets. Regular people, maybe not so much. You know, this might be their only property. It might be their their home. There's always the things that drive the market, death, divorce, relocation, that motivate sellers. You know, you have the ability to go right now and shop in downtown and have that ability to negotiate and find a deal. It's going to be harder to do at a busy pre-sale sales center. You know, I I spoke to an agent about a property last month, and this just stuck with me, is the rent seemed a little low. She said, well, my client's not one to fight for higher rents, and they're selling it. And I thought, what a strange thing to divulge, and probably an accident. But I thought, you know, thinking about this, young single person selling this property that they lived in and then rented out a bit. You know, they're not one to fight for higher rents. Maybe this is a chance to negotiate with somebody who's, you know, not exactly in it to win it, so to speak. There is not a developer in the world that won't fight for the highest price possible. Right. I mean, it's just, it's it's a no-brainer. They're setting a precedent, right? For other sales that are going to happen in the building. If you let one go at a low price per square foot and that gets out, you know, especially if you have more units to sell, it's it's a challenge. It's very tough to outsmart a developer. I love the the last two here. One is uh, buy an established building with an established culture. We can help you with that. We've sold in most of the buildings that, that you're probably going to be considering if you're in the city of Vancouver. And last but not least, huge savings with lower price points and no GST. And this is what I want to jump into. Break it down. All right. I took two projects downtown. And you know what? I these think are great projects. They're great projects, but the blended price per square foot, these are new construction in Vancouver. They're blended price per square foot, 1600 a square foot. And then you've got GST on top of that. Okay. So that's what you're looking at. If you're going to buy in a, in a good building downtown, you know, as an investor. And by the way, the example that I'm going to go over here, you can apply this to Brentwood. You can apply it to Metrotown. You can apply it to Surrey. This goes right across the board. Just like my Yale Town Park example. I don't, I don't, you're not cherry picking. No, I'm not cherry picking, but I'm using Vancouver because we're Vancouver agents. 1,600 a square foot plus GST. Okay, that's essentially the benchmark. New construction, downtown core. Let's look at the resale market in surrounding areas. We could go out shopping tomorrow and find a lot of great products built within the last 10 years between 1150 and 1200 a foot. No GST. Okay, I want you to calculate that differential. Say eleven seventy five a foot for resale built within the last ten years, sixteen hundred a foot for new construction plus GST. It's a savings of approximately forty percent to get something already built in the market right now. Now, somebody out there is thinking, yeah, but renters love brand new. Do you think the price difference of forty percent? Do you think you're gonna? Do you think you're gonna get that? spread covered by rent for new construction. And and again, question for you at home, question for you on the treadmill, question for you in your car. Do you think you're going to get 40% more rent for that new construction? Maybe if it's a really special product, you know, there's a reason to to pay that premium. But I'm saying if you're an investor type of person, you want a one bed downtown, buy in the resale market. Right. Well, and the other thing, the other logical idea of buying that pre-sale would be well, prices are going to go up, but they have to go up 40%. Well, you're creating a buffer. <laughs> you're creating a buffer as well, right? Because because here's the thing. We've had, like, I'm not saying pre-sale is a bad investment. In fact, I think that 
it suggests how much people believe in the market. Exactly. If, if you're willing to pay 2000 a square foot to be in a building downtown, you believe that at some point, this is either going to stay at 2000 a foot or it's going to be worth more. Well, and then, and also, I mean, if we were just talking pre-sale, of course, you could look at other markets around the lower mainland and make a case that 1600 downtown is actually cheap. Sure. I think I could make that case easy. Or but, when you look at or when you look at projects, uh, new construction selling for sixty five hundred a foot in Hong Kong, you could make an argument that for the West Coast, you know, sixteen hundred seems seems affordable. There's there's a million reasons or a million ways we can make a case for this, but the case today is for our money, it's better to look for something newer downtown, right nearby, and you get that forty percent discount. I mean that that is that's where the value is and you can start building equity immediately. So let's summarize these these questions again Matt just so it's it's clear as mud for our listeners. Question number 1, how's the market? Incredibly low inventory, really high price appreciation since COVID, the COVID impact in the suburbs and exurbs, downtown is basically flat. What would you buy small swing? What we would buy small swing downtown surrounding areas because of that flatness in price, junior one bed, I think is the choice because of those rising rents. And Adam, what would you buy big swing? Big swing, I'm buying a detached house in Vancouver, something rentable, something with maybe a suite, but I'm buying detached up-down suite in the city of Vancouver, west side or east side. Would you buy a presale right now? So never say never, but generally speaking, I think you can get better value in properties already built. So we just covered four questions that we were asked day in, day out. And I actually think there's a picture that's emerged, right? The city of Vancouver is undervalued compared to other areas in the lower mainland. Yeah. And Do you believe that? All, I, I, all those publications that, that, uh, that come up on my social media feeds. Well, but here's the thing. I mean, I really think the, there's clear gaps that have emerged in the market. We are trending, and I think we can see the rents showing this to a more vibrant core post-COVID. Again, we are moving back to what we were living in 2019. And like uh, John Webster said on the show, we are already reverting to the mean, right? Right. Meaning that the new normal stuff, we're going back to normal. Right? I think we are. And I mean, it all, any, everyone just has to look at you at, on the Jumbotron, uh, kissing babies, shaking hands at the Canucks games. By the way, you've been going to a lot of Canucks games. <laughs> I, I feel like I need a glass uh, divider here between the podcast studio. <laughs> but uh, we are going back. I, I feel more so in the last couple of weeks. First of all, it seems like uh, I, went to, um, I went to Ophelia in uh, yeah. Ophelia's. Ophelia's. No, I think it's Ophelia. Is it Ophelia? Yeah. Is there a, a possessor? Yeah, this is no? uh this is on second, right? In, yeah, I went there right with, uh, the with my wife for dinner. We had a, a night off, thanks to you guys for babysitting. But we had a, a night on Friday where we we went to friends of ours, an engagement party, and we got to have dinner at uh, out just the two of us. And it was like a nightclub in there. It was unbelievable. It was like a, a jam-packed restaurant. It, it was a great vibe. I felt fantastic. Then I we went to an engagement party. I, the upstairs at, um, uh, I think the Belmont hotel right. in Granville. And again, it felt like it felt busy and vibrant. And I'm not saying this cause I'm a super spreader. I'm saying this because it feels like, first of all, if you ever had any question about the roaring 2020s, it's starting to feel like that. Out you there. know, it's, people are getting comfortable here. Yeah. The, the, uh, that, that is for sure. Everybody's back at it. So a little bit of a tangent, but we're going back to Core, junior one beds, single family homes, use these interest rates, okay? They may not be lasting too much longer. So get in, lock in, build equity, and uh, and buy resale. And we've done it again. We've taken a 16-minute presentation and we spread it out over 47 minutes. So You're welcome. Thanks, uh, thanks, <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you at the outro. Absolutely. There you have it, folks. Our discussion about real estate in Vancouver. <laughs> four four <laughs> questions we answered and uh, four burning questions. Those are, I feel like we almost can take these questions and do an annual state of the state of the union. Yeah. Well, the, you state know what? State of the market, maybe. It, it, it's a great conversation to have now in the end of the fourth quarter. And if you can believe it, 
I'm just looking at the the, the calendar right now. It's the 24th of uh, November when we're recording this. Yes. We are at the end of November. That's right. December's coming quick. The trees are up in a lot of a lot of houses. A lot Yours of condos. Been up for a surprisingly mine, mine, long time. Mine, was, <laughs> mine never came down. It's uh, man, remember, that was a great yeah. succession joke. The <laughs> calling him the Christmas tree because everyone's gonna hang. Everyone's been calling him scam. Tom, yeah, that they've been calling him the Christmas tree. Man, that's that's fantastic. That and the Denny scene. Uh, <laughs> really, I was in stitches uh, watching. That was fantastic. Yeah. Anyways, before we cut for the day, Matt, we should say. This is a really great time. You know, there's not a lot of inventory out there, but a lot of people have been reaching out. It feels like a moment to regroup and it Mm -hmm. feels like a moment to kind of, it would be a good time to be kind of monitoring the market, getting ready for the new year. We're we're, we're praying on inventory around here, really hoping that something gives and uh, also kind of get lining up your ducks, right? Lining up your ducks. I would, yeah, for the new year. Yeah, Uh, Whether it's investment goals, whether it's selling a property, this is the time to start thinking about all that. It's better to get a head start on that, get started early. So yeah, VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com is the place you want to go. Yeah, start there. Or of course, you can uh, definitely contact either of us for a quick chat about your goals. We can help you for sure. But Matt, what else do we have at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com? At VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. This is, of course, the home of all things real estate related. We have the back catalog of Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. We have the back catalog of the Vancouver Commercial Real Estate Podcast, the wildly successful Vancouver Commercial Real Estate Podcast. Yeah, with Corey Wright, friend with, of the show. With Corey Wright. Yeah, we're heading to his- uh, The his, William Wright Christmas party. The William party. Wright Christmas party, James Bond theme. So here's the thing. I don't, I'm not a guy who has a black suit. And the reason I don't have a black oh, suit is, but how often, here's the thing. Mine was actually dusty. <laughs> Was it? It yeah. was dusty. You had to literally dust off your black suit. Black yeah. suit. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get it. I didn't get dry cleaned. I just. I've got it off. you know the navy suit, the gray suit. The I'm I'm very seldom. I feel almost weird. I feel like a like feel a little odd in a black suit. Yeah. It's almost, well, no, it's pretty stealth. I'm actually wondering, do I need a bow tie for this well, whole? It's the, bond it's a bond. Affair. It's a bond affair. I'm thinking because I don't have a black suit, I might go as a character from bond, the Bond movies. I'm trying to figure out who the characters are. Yeah. I can I can, I've, I've, I can only think of Dr. Evil. And that's, that's, that's neither right. here nor there. But uh, I, I'm trying to figure that out. So I don't know. Yeah, we, we'll we, I thought about going as a martini glass. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, not. but it's not a costume party. This no, is, but, or is it? I don't know. Well, we is don't it? know. We don't know. We'll Cor- see. Cor- I, I never explained it. This whole Bond thing is just so people can. It's basically saying wear a suit. Wear a suit Look and a debonair. bow tie. Look yeah. debonair. Well, I'm going to be the only Bond there in a blue suit. <laughs> so, a blue suit with no bow tie. We'll, so. we'll keep you posted how that goes. But anyway, back back to the podcast site. Yeah. VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. All things real estate. We got the live wire. This is our weekly mailer. We just sent out last week a studio at Aqua on the water in Kelowna. Released one unit from the developer. That hit our list first. We have... Stats before anyone else, stats that no one else has. We got the deal of the month. There's no reason why you don't want to be on the live wire. VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Sign up there. I, I want to just step in here and just say one thing. The people on the live wire got the opportunity to buy a bachelor unit at Airbnb friendly. At Aqua at, at, in Kelowna. And that hit our list. Nobody else got that. That, yeah, that was a, that was straight through our our and, and uh, a big thank you to Jessica over at Mission yeah, Group. Yeah, but it's but it, it was there literally are huge benefits yeah. to be on this list. Yeah, so definitely get on the on the live wire. And uh, we also have, of course, private client services. And Matt, if you are not using PCS, you are standing still while the rest of us power walk by. You get sold prices, days on market. You basically get realtor level information for free at your fingertips. It is available at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. I also, we've talked about this in the past, but if you are a renovator or if you're looking to do a renovation, you can also search by foreclosure, by estate sales, by power of attorney ownership. There's so many creative ways to use this research tool. So do get in touch if you want to set up your own free account for private client services. And you can do that so 
by getting in touch with either myself or Matt, how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, or sign up on the site, VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com or give me a call, 778-847-2854 or Matt at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Or you can try me at 778-866-4574 or Adam at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. We also got that Kokomo line. Turns out some people don't know what Kokomo means. Info at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. It, it's it's not something you need to know what it means. It's a it's way a of life, of mind, man. man. It's a state of mind. Stay groovy. Take care. Two thousand faces for radio. Subscribe today. Hey everyone, pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. We want to take a minute to tell you about Holy House, a nonprofit organization that provides community building programs and tenant support services to low-income seniors, veterans, families, and vulnerable residents in the downtown east side and across the lower mainland. Melissa from our team has been volunteering at Holy House. Melissa, what's been your experience? Honestly, it's been so fulfilling just to spend a few hours a week in the community and watch how the staff really transforms these vulnerable communities from the inside out, starting with just small things, right? Playing games, drinking coffee, having some simple conversations that you wouldn't necessarily think are super fulfilling. And you come out just feeling like you've really made an impact and connected with the community. And you've been to multiple buildings, but you're playing games, drinking coffee. Yeah, you know, serving food sometimes. And you made some friends along the and way. I've made some friends along the way. It's really helped me be more present, actually, in those moments of just, you know, realizing how simple life can be to make an impact, right? Fantastic. And if you want to learn more, you can definitely check out Jenny Conkin, co-founder of Holy House, who is a past guest fan favorite on the show, or head over to holyhouse.ca where you can donate or volunteer, and they're looking for both donations, and they definitely like volunteers. That's holyhouse.ca. Vancouver needs your help. Be part of the solution. We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the big wigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join, typing in VRP 2020.